This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast, episode number two from CS 2023. And I have the awesome GKB the left or your right and <laughs> the awesome Michael Fisher on the right or your left. Stage right. Yes. Stage right, yeah. House left. Hi, everybody. Hi, Miriam. Are we tired yet? I mean, I'm so old. <laughs> I'm such an old tired dog. Like, everything hurts. Kill me. Um, so this is January 5th, 2023. Yes. The first official day of CES. We've already gone through two days of press days. We recorded a podcast last night with Nick Gray and Christian Looper, mm-hmm. and hopefully you enjoyed that. So this should be coming out a few days after this first podcast, and we're going to try to cover other things and maybe revisit some of the things we talked about yesterday. Miriam is such a gem. You always have me on the show, regardless of the fact that you always want to talk about things that other people would like to hear about, and I'm like, no. I want to talk about 15% of that, and then I'm going to leave. Yeah, but you always have great stories to tell. Oh, sometimes. You're, you're a storyteller. Thanks. Yeah. So I appreciate Also, you know, if you don't tell the story, I can pretend to be you and go like, <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Fisher, and let me tell you about this car that I would never normally talk about. Welcome back to the Glory Hole edition. So, Michael Fisher. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> you said it. I didn't like it. No, I was actually going to just do this like, as you guys were talking about. So, those of you who are listening to this podcast go, what are they doing right now? Well, listen, if you join the Patreon, patreon.com slash tankgirl, that's patreon.com slash tnkgrl, you would know because there's a video version of this podcast that's exclusive to the Patreons, and you get it a day before everyone else. So, consider that. Consider that. It's not the only thing on Patreon, but can you tell us the story behind this, Michael? Yeah. Because this is disturbing. For those listening and not watching, we have a cutout of Michael's face with a tiny little hole cut out, which is the aforementioned glory hole. Indeed. (laughs) And uh, yes, you can pretend to be Michael Fisher but putting it to your face. This comes to me from from our our friends at Asus. Uh, Can I hold it for a second? So this this is actually an engineering requirement for a thing I saw, which I think is the coolest thing I've seen at the show. Wait, they're using you as an engineering template for calibrating the cameras? No, uh, that would be awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. like to be the emergency medical hologram of all Asus <laughs> laptops. Uh, no, so here's the thing. I walked into that booth, and they showed me something, which I will discuss in a second, that does require face tracking. Okay. But they understand that we are, many of us, YouTubers, and we need to film a point-of-view shot, and so they gave us a face mask to trick the cameras with. The face mask has a hole oh, cut out in it okay. into which we can stick a camera lens and conceivably get the shot. It doesn't quite work that way because the display is so exotic that it will not translate to film. Uh, and But but it was a very um, nice thought. It gets us a lot closer to content that we can publish, and we have a hilarious little side story. It is indeed pretty funny. Yeah. And we so, need the right camera lens to work on that one. Yeah, well, it's fine. Any, yeah, you can stick any lens in the heat. It's, it can accommodate, it accommodate uh, any protuberance. My, Michael Fisher can accommodate. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. I love these words, protuberance. Yeah, so indeed, like, okay. yes. So um, we talked about a bunch of Lenovo stuff last night, and I want you, Michael, to, I know you're excited about it, oh, yeah. to kind of piggyback on that. Um, let's talk about the yoga book. Yeah. I9? Nine Eye. Nine Eye? Yoga Book Nine I'm Eye. Not, I'm never going to get the name of that. Like, it's ridiculous. My producer's just shaking their heads over there going like, no. No. And I'm like, um, okay, but I talked about this because what I'm excited about is you look at it close, it's like a laptop, you open it up, 
boom, instead of a keyboard and a trackpad, you get two, and an OLED too, the super high end, like super high res, 1600 yeah. by whatever. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, you can like put eight fingers down and a keyboard appears on the bottom a screen virtual keyboard. with a virtual trackpad. And then you can drag that and then it becomes like an Asus dual screen thing there. You have exactly. a workspace on the top you have a, of the a keyboard. workspace above your keyboard and, and, and you the keyboard below. And you can use the touch screen. You've got a trackpad with haptics I, on it. I you know. click the and button then, and it feels like a button. That's not good enough. Oh, of course they've thought of that. There's a Bluetooth keyboard you can throw on there on both locations to get both the trackpad and or the work area. And the Bluetooth keyboard is in a case that when you unfold it and fold it back on itself origami like it props up the yeah, machine and i have a photo of that uh on my instagram so check that out but wow. look it's it's crazy to me because like they've done the thing with the e-paper bottom half right they've done so many weird things with the yoga book they had an e-paper keyboard or no it wasn't e-paper it was it was an oel uh, keyboard it was like engraved okay and then backlit first and then they did the e-paper uh, after that i don't know if it was e-ink but it was e-paper of some type this is, and then of course the foldables, the ThinkPad X1 Fold, both right, generations right. where it's foldable. This is the first time they've gone And this feels so much more rugged than a foldable instead. to me. Like I feel like I could throw this in my bag without having to worry about it. I, maybe, maybe I not. Durability is the problem with their foldables. It's, it's the, the first- you reviewed them. The ThinkPad X1 Fold was designed for Windows 10X and that was canceled. So they had to make it work with Windows 10 and it was terrible. And then uh, the ThinkPad Harsh. X1 Fold 2022, yeah, yeah, uh, it looks yeah. better, but it hasn't shipped yet. So who knows, yeah. it's Windows 11, maybe it'll be better. This one though, I have a little bit more faith in because it is harder to make Windows scale mm -hmm. across the same display. It's harder to make an, an, a, any platform understand that, hey, I we were we were doing this in square, now we're gonna do this in wide rectangle. Oh yeah, that's the problem even it's, on phones, right? Whereas Windows, phones you, and stuff. You, you tell Windows that, hey, I have two monitors. Windows gets that, mm -hmm. and it can, I think, much more, uh, much more easily negotiate that difficulty yeah. than it can rescaling the display all the time. So that's one thing. Another thing is, I'm sure you guys talked about this last night. It's effectively a Surface Neo, RIP. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, well, it is. That's fun. And it's a yoga, so it actually has a hinge that goes all the way, so you can actually prop it as a tent. You can do and have a display front and display back. Right. So two mm -hmm. different. People yeah. can collaborate maybe on something. Right, show your show the person across the table what you're talking about. Share some this photos. Is so good. Or whatever, and then or you can fold it all the way back on itself, and it's a so tablet. Good. It has all the postures of a Surface Duo with none of the pain of using no uh, pain the, the the Android in that particular implementation. No pain. Um, I'm sure Windows will bring plenty of pain. I'm sure Lenovo's custom software on top of Windows will bring plenty of plenty of pain. We've had too many years of being disappointed by an otherwise great product for me to be <laughs> terribly optimistic about this, but I'm excited by it. And Lord knows, that's what you want at CES. You want to be excited about that, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. That's why I, it, I wanted to lead off with that. Yeah, and so what are the other Lenovo things you saw? What did we see? We saw a little so, twisty, twisty thing. So, uh, like, so I'm telling you what we talked about last night. Obviously, the Think Phone, which is collaboration moto. Yeah, and then I'm, 30 seconds later, what else did you talk about? Oh, no. <laughs> Look, I know for you, it's not a folding phone and stuff, but I handle it. Do you it. like it? I like it. I like it, you know why? Because we always get the janky Moto edges. We always get the In the United States. Yeah, we get the ones from abroad, like the, the really nice ones we don't get. And this is essentially a really nice one from abroad. Spec but we're going to get spec -wise. It's spec'd out, right? It's really nice. It's mill spec too. It's got the the Kevlar weave Aramid. back. Yeah. yeah, it's got the aluminum frame. It's it's the the OLED has no 
no bezels that are uneven. If you can tell, like, Moto hasn't brought a single phone that doesn't have some kind of chin on the bottom because they're cheapening out on displays. True. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's the little details. It feels like a well-sorted Moto phone, Lenovo branded as Think Phone, and that makes me happy. And uh, I understand. The, the price will probably be crazy. Who cares? It has all the things too: 68 watt charging, wireless charging, Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1, a decent camera system, the good OIS in there. Um, the ultra wide does macro, so it's out of focus. Like little, all the little details that Verizon gets them to take out of the edge every time <laughs> uh, in there, and it's making me happy because it's coming to North America as an official device. For I'm, I'm glad. I think for me, it, it's just a reflection it's of just what happened. Phone. No, well, it's not. It's a reflection of what happened with the Razer 2022, where yeah, we right. had suddenly a Razer that had been criticized for being low spec uh, was being was retrofitted into something that was. Quite a, a, a wild Quite a flagship. Yeah. Unfortunately, what took a back seat in that process was design. So when I first heard that the ThinkPhone was coming out, I envisioned this thing that, look, does it blend in with a Lenovo ThinkPad as it is? Yeah, or a Think, think what do they call it? Think ThinkPhone. Think, no, but what do they call the laptops? ThinkPads and ThinkBooks. ThinkPads and ThinkBook. Yes, does it look like a ThinkBook? Kinda. But ThinkBooks have always been hard-edged and matte and soft touch, and there are details to the ThinkBook that haven't been replicated on this. What this looks like is a spray-painted black Moto Edge and with a red button. Like, I wanted more effort in the design thing. I feel like Motorola has but lost you, a lot of its design it? ambition, and that's what drives me nuts. It felt really good. It feels fine. It didn't feel really good. It didn't, like, a ThinkBook feels really good. It felt like a slab phone with a carbon fiber back. Yeah, but it's it did have it did inspire that ThinkPad vibe that I remember from having a if ThinkPad. If you took that red button off, if you spray-painted that red button silver, would any part of that inspire a Think? Had vibe or think book vibe to the weave in the back maybe maybe but we don't see that on a lot of think books. Also, you know, Nick made a good point. They completely that? missed the boat on one thing. What the think logo on the back? The eye doesn't have a notification LED in it. This is what I'm talking about. They do not go the extra mile on design anymore, Fail. and that drives me crazy because I'm a fung- uh, form over function guy. You're a fungal guy? I'm a fungal oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I keep walking down here another, and not up there. Sorry. Don't worry about it. They're not, you know, it's just, it's just they're just like an yeah. eye on the, on the wall. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, look, I, I I feel like, you know, it was, it, it got me happy because there's no phones here. Like, TCL doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Right? Well, no, and TCL showed us all the phones going to Europe. I know. And the, and it's Europe, just the like, phones coming to the U.S., We'll be at MWC. So what I'm saying is that in that sense, that sense I, right. I had to get excited about something. Um, <laughs> but also the Lenovo stuff that we talked about. So for some reason, Nick got super excited about that 14.5-inch Android tablet that they have that costs $12.99. That has a Dimensity 9000 in it and 12 gigs of RAM and a super high-res OLED display and a 18,000 milliamp-hour battery, like some ridiculous, maybe 12,000, it's some... That's it's a huge insane. battery. That's a it, huge battery. Yeah, it's a super, sure. like, think, think that, remember that Galaxy Pro tab that, that they had, like, Android on that was really big? Maybe. And they tried to kind of do an iPad Pro thing with? Yeah, oh, so, yeah. So, so Lenovo said, oh yeah, oh yeah, let's see. Let me let me show you what I can do on an Android tablet. And I'm like, Nick, it's Android. It's an All Android really tablet. Need, it's an like, Android It's tablet. like, if it's better than a Fire tablet or a cheap, like, uh, TCL, sorry, TCL, TCL tablet, like like that little Redmi tablet that I got recently, all metal, 10 inches, oh, yeah. relatively affordable, yeah. runs Netflix like a charm, doesn't feel like crap when you hold it, has small right. bezels, that's all I need in an Android tablet. Mm-hmm. At that size and cost, I want a laptop. Same. 
That's yeah, it. Same. I and want. It, it's I got, it's got the magic keyboard looking thing, I but know. like, yeah, I'm, I'll just buy an iPad. Like, why are we doing this? So Lenovo stuff. What inspired you, TK? I, I'm, I, my thing for me for look for Lenovo is the fact that at least that they're pushing technology, but it's like you know, to Mike's point, it's the design, it's the innovations. We want to be excited about the tech. We have a lot of different you know, approach to it. Android is a good you know operating system. But you have a form factor concern when you go too big. It makes you know it makes no sense. You're looking at a giant display, battery. I think for me the biggest thing I probably will say is Motorola bringing in more devices or better devices to the U.S. I would be more excited. I, I mean, I like Ready for. I don't like what Verizon does to specifically the the version of the tech that we get. But I think at the end of the day, if we're able to get better devices, maybe even a more focus towards uh, desktop experiences on Android. Yeah. One of the things you guys, you kind of touched a little bit on, on TCL. So TCL on their on their next paper tablets, they're starting to implement their own desktop experience on top of Android 13. So they're trying to venture into the desktop experience. Motorola did a really good job with Ready4. Yes. But we barely see devices with Ready4 on the market and nobody really kind of covers that. Ready4, I feel like in certain aspects, has overstepped decks. And it's easy to project, easy to connect, pre-categorized experiences. So those are the things I want to see more with Lenovo. I mean, I appreciate tablet, laptops and so on. The laptop I end up using, obviously, at the end of the day, has to be a production style. That's what excites me. I want to see creator-style content and type of experiences. So I saw a lot of the stuff on, on Lenovo, but uh, I would probably say, I actually gonna have to say TCL did bring some stuff. Their approach is different this year, which kind of threw me off. Like every year we see them, we get a little bit of a different conversation. Yeah, they don't seem to have a consistent approach. To... Yeah, I mean, this year we have the 40 series that was announced, but again, the whole, you know, the international market, gets, we show, we see the international devices in the US, and then we're gonna see the US devices there. But their approach to glasses, the AR glasses that they came in with the Next Wear S, the V, uh, jumping into the metaverse. There's some additional things coming in from at least can the we, mobile side. Can I ask about those glasses? Did, did, did either of you try those on? Which? They're, I the tried all ones. No, yeah. they, I didn't. Were they anywhere? I didn't go to their booth. I don't know. Uh, yes. Do you, so, you, tried them? Uh, you try them? Yes. There's a couple of reels on Instagram. You can check them out. No. Uh, plug. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm there's three there's three pairs of glasses. The Nextwear S, uh, that's their retail unit. You're able to pick them up. This is basically uh, their version of the Enreal or the Roken uh, glasses. So if you're familiar with those, you plug in over USB-C, you get video. It's a 120-inch display on glasses, uh, and you get different shade configuration. Nice, approachable, price point is good. The, the meta version, the concept that they put out Snapdragon is... Snapdragon AR2. XR2. XR2, XR2 yeah. yeah. So Thank they, you. both... The additional, the two other glasses that I had are XR2 glasses on Qualcomm's ecosystem. And so I will say this, the the Quest Pro looking one, because that's the best one for reference for anybody listening, they had one as a concept. It works great, it looks great, but the approach to it is where does it fit? TCL isn't in the, in the software business. They're not in the, in the ecosystem yeah. of trying to build gamer relationship development software, because hardware is one thing, you know, you want to get that ecosystem. And when I ask the question, they seem to be more, they're trying to see maybe white labeling it a B2B type of experience. Oh, okay, that makes so sense. This isn't that's really why there something. was no price either. Yeah, yeah. That's why that we're not seeing any information about who and what and where, but it's an approach to get there. The, it just, sorry. I just from a hardware perspective, like, uh, do you remember Focals by North? Yes. I missed them. I, Everybody yes. misses Focals yeah, yeah, by North. They, they were a, a, a kind of a one of a kind experience. 
and you put them on and you looked goofy, no getting around it, but they look the least goofy of any eyewear I have seen. And I've seen, since then, we've seen Enreal in particular, and now TCL come out with these glasses that like, I openly, like I was trying to sleep and it woke me back up how hard I was laughing at some of these photos. Like watching David Kogan try on these glasses, I was like, okay, <laughs> man, so, you've got to at least try to, I, I hate to be the like, no, no, so those are the other glasses. Yeah, guy, so but, those were the other AR glasses that they had. There's two ooh, sets. All right. The, gla- the other glasses that are going to be coming to production, which is I think the one you're referring to, the one with the big bezels. So I was actually at the time, I was there when Kogan and Jaime were recording. Sorry for the clap there. Oh, I saw. I was in there. Yeah. I saw this on your Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I was, yeah. Jaime and, and Kogan were recording their content. And as, as they were recording, I gave a little bit of full life for Kogan when Jaime was recording. I said, hey, guys, do you mind if I have you in here? You know, and then jokingly, of course, Jaime is like 5,000. So like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the concern with the, with, okay, so those glasses are second generation. Last year, we saw the first gen. Last year, we had basically just a, a navigation bar. It was basically black and green wasn't functional. The issue with the design and the way they have it right now is that the placements of the displays and where the content is showing on your display, it shows somewhat in the center bottom. So every time you look at somebody, you look like you're cross-eyed looking down. Or That was way- a Focals by North problem too. Yeah. You were always looking up and to the right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And with this one, both Jaime and, and, uh, and, uh, and David were saying, and again, nothing against uh, TCL, but it was more like, they looked like they were high. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're looking at are like, what? Uh, yeah, bro. So, Huh. The, the the approach to them, they're more functional, they work better, but you're right. What do they enable? What is the killer thing besides putting three monitors right in front of your face? So what do they actually for, do? For, for me, it's if I had to kind of compare it to anything, I would probably call glass Google Glass to the next level, where the content is in front of you, but even if you were standing in front of me, you couldn't see that the glass is wrong. If right. you're standing behind me at an angle, like a more of a lower end angle, you could see that something is in front of me. So from that approach alone to what we saw last year, I felt like the transparency mode was done much better. The approach to the display, the touch configuration, the camera, the camera was working. The live translation was a kicker. You're tethered to your desk with these things, right? No, those are wireless. These are mobile? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, good. The, the, uh, the oh, it's XR2. Oh, these are the, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. The Quest looking version one is also uh, wireless. So none of the things that they had were wired except for the uh, Nextwear S, which again is USB-C. Okay, got it, yeah. But these are Bluetooth connected. Camera has built, the, the device has built in storage. There's a camera we like right that. between your eyes. Yeah. Um, and I did take a picture of Kogan and, and Jaime, but they didn't have it tethered through a phone track. You can check it out. Right. But everything in there was working. Where last year, literally all we could do was swipe, swipe, swipe. This year, I can open the camera and the live translation was kick-ass in the sense of so right now it only works English Mandarin, but they had that running. They, Jaime and uh, Kogan were able to actually listen to it. So cool. I can see that the the future they're going for, but I still don't understand how does it. You're right. Like what's what's going to be the special? I got to wear this. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because you're right. The batteries stick out in the back a little bit too much and kind of. A thing. I mean, look. It seems like for me, like we've seen AR glasses at CS for or in general for there's years a, there's now. A whole and there's yeah. definitely an evolution. Like they're yeah, definitely yeah. getting thinner, lighter, smaller, less tethered. And but we're still like it feels like it's moving compared to the smartphone world. It seems like it's taken a decade or two almost to get there. It's glacial. Like it's yeah. amazing. And I think it just shows how hard of a problem it is to solve. Yeah, it is difficult. And but also right. making it so that people use it and don't feel like you know, walking around like, what, I don't want to be that guy walking around. to be coming into this space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hold my breath. Yeah, right? The moment Apple invents um, it, yes. So other things from Lenovo that stood out for you? Because we just talked about those three things. Right. I didn't I didn't get to play with it much, but the, the 
yet again, they've put the e-ink panel on the back of a laptop. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, so you open it up, you've got e-ink on the on the back panel, you've got OLED on the front. Right. You spin that thing around. And, oh yeah, it's uh, got that old can, school hinge like right, a lot of the transformables were back yeah, in the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so cool. That's, you know, that's kind of fun. I like that also because as a writer, uh, you ever get served those ads for the e-ink screen typewriter thing? Yeah. It costs way too much money and is heavy yeah, and Yeah, and it's ugly. It's like, no distractions. <laughs> well, cool, if you buy this, you can spin that hinge around and have an e-ink Windows laptop. You throw in yeah, airplane mode and you can write in Microsoft Word for probably like a long time. Five yeah. flights across yeah. five continents. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's just another little bit of that weirdness that I love Lenovo to bring to a show. Well, that's what I like about Lenovo. They're just like, it's, it's, it I kind of feel like a lot of time they just throw things at the wall and see yep. if it sticks. Yeah, for Like sure. the original Yoga, you know, book with a dual screen with the e-ink on the bottom. Like, that thing was so sexy. It was very compromised, right? You had yeah. a lot of issues. But it was But so it damn. looked like the hardware looked like the future. It was yeah, I, saw, I saw that one at MWC. She went there with Jaime. I was, at the time, I was with XTA. So I was doing the video recording for Jaime. So as he was doing it. I got to think I got a review in it of that for a bit. Yeah. I reviewed the first one and I was like, yeah. Good times. It is, it is. So, uh, yeah. anything else to the, So, Asus, let's talk about Asus, because I know nothing about what they announced. They didn't reach out to me. You know, Esther is lovely, but she doesn't seem to respond to my emails. I wasn't able to get Zenfone uh, 8 last year, which I think is one of the best phones of the year from a lot of the people I've talked to. A lot of people to. like, yeah. I like the previous model. So, Asus. Have you, you have not been, right? I have not. I'm no, the only one who's been. Yeah. And I've only checked out one product. Which was? The only thing you need to see. Okay, well, there we go. Problem solved. Yo. So this is the reason for my mask, as I told you. This yeah. is, it, it involves camera tracking. Listen, I put it this way on Instagram. What do you tell someone when they invite you to come see a new 3D display? Get the glasses on. Well, all right, sure. Oh, yeah. You're a very kind person. Sorry. No, you Sorry. tell them to get the hell out of your face. <laughs> I'm not trying to see another 3D POS. No. I've right. been fooled too We're many times. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I told them. I was like, guys, I'll stop by for five minutes. But I love your dual screen laptops. I'm not in here for another 3D thing. They're like, just come. Okay. I show up. I look at it. It. I almost fall over because at first my brain doesn't know what to do. It's a laptop. It's one of their you know high-end creator laptops with a dial in it and whatever. And my brain is like, there's a lot going on and none of it makes sense. And then I chose to focus on one of the objects on the screen, which I think was like an exploded robot hand or something on a, you know, it was a piece of art being displayed on the screen. And when I treated it as a thing to focus on in the real world, my, it all came together. And suddenly, without glasses, without anything, I'm looking at this laptop and I'm, it's like a window into another world. Into a 3D world. And then they're like, all right, well, here's a dinosaur, here's a T-Rex model. And it's reaching out of the display, not in a scary way, not in a like jump scare, but like a, it's, you can, you can change this dinosaur around because this is Citrix or whatever. And I'm like trying to touch it. And I'm shooting myself, I'm filming myself doing this. And I'm like, this makes you look like a total idiot, but it is weird to my brain that I can't feel this. Right. And it's really weird when you kind of like, yeah, because yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, at one demo that you're looking down into this trough and there's a butterfly and I can't quite see it. And I'm like, why is it? And they're like, yeah, just sit up in your chair. And I'm like, oh, oh. And you're like looking past the bezel of the display. The fact that this is happening without glasses is wildly impressive. And it was clearly tracking very accurately. Tracking very accurately. Um, totally unreproducible in video. Absolutely. I was like, guys, I would love for you to send me a review unit of this, but I will not be able to film it. And I tried, and it just looks like 
it looks like a, a an acid dream uh, on camera <laughs> because it's doing some incredible stuff. It's it's OLED, and this mm-hmm. is what's important. I think like most of this 3D stuff was done on IPS on, on LCD before because yeah, of, it's crap. Yeah, and and it's on OLED, so you get all the traditional benefits of OLED, but also this particular display technology almost. It requires it, or it almost shines better on OLED for reasons that I only vaguely understand right now, so I won't go into detail. But you have to go see it. If if the reason you come to a trade show is to see things in person that you cannot see any any other way, you have to go see it. This is it. Yeah, yeah, go see it. I don't even. I wish I knew what their branding was. The Asus 3D thing. I should look it up. So I'm trying to figure like a practical application of other. I mean, experiences like this for CAD. Right? Well, yeah. It's a 3D creator laptop. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there was a watch <laughs> model at one point. It was a CAD model of a Breitling wristwatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, oh, um, so, oh, thank you for bringing that up because there were methods of manipulating it. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what I was talking you were, you were trying to put your hand over. Right. You, you know, so the spatial awareness is there. But yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, visually, when you said there was, like, that creator dial, like, I'm like, okay, so... From a creator standpoint, how? Yes. How yeah, do, like the, the the control function. I never touched the, any of the built-in computer stuff. They had a a partner like a wand mm-hmm. with a wire, like a USB wand, yeah. and then a uh, an IR camera to mm-hmm. track your hand. So it's kind of you know it's not a very portable setup, but uh, you know I, I pick up the watch with the wand and I'm like bringing it physically closer. I'm like cool, and I want to see behind. They're like yeah, just turn your hand around, and it's like it's ah. kind of like having a HTC Vive uh, back in the day or yeah. a, or an Oculus or a Quest. Quest experience yeah. without the headset, without the heavy gear and the yeah. and the ring. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, the Pro Art Studio Book. What? 16? 16 3D OLED. Yep, Pro Art Studio Book 16 3D OLED. Check it. Do check it out. They're saying third quarter for the 3D version, um, and uh, pricing only lots a few hundred ex- more than the non 3D. So lots of expert books, some Vivo books, some Asus Tough Gaming. Tough. Tough. Zenbooks, Chromebook Vibe. Oh, oh I want to talk about something I didn't talk about last night that really was impressive. If you're into it, Chromebooks. If you're into Chromebooks. I know what you're going to say. HP. Yeah. You saw it, right? No. The, the white one? No, I have to see it in person because it. I've only seen photos okay. and it just looks like another Chromebook, but everyone says it's beautiful. You have to touch it. Huh? Now, it's not a pixel. <laughs> it's not a metal frame. It, that's the one thing that it's it's... Remember the Nokia's with the unibody plastic that was yeah. machined? Mm-hmm. It had that soft touch, but you knew it wasn't a painting For on sure. top. It was the real deal. It was the material. It was the material. That's what it's made of. Okay. And it's got an RGB keyboard, which you're thinking like, what? But it's completely configurable from inside of Chrome. I like that. And it can change to match what's displayed on the screen at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah. And, okay. um, but the specs are impeccable. Like Core i7, 12th gen, 16 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage. The keyboard feels incredible. The trackpad is tops. The display is like, I think an IPS, but it's 1600 by 12, 2200 or something. It is the highest end Chromebook we've had since the Chromebook Pixel. I was going to say since the OG Pixel. Pixel, Or the Pixelbook, the original. No, no, no. no. You're forgetting the Fire Engine Red Weirdo Galaxy. Oh, yeah, there was that one. Oh, that was last. You're right. Galaxy Chromebook, no, 2020. 2020, But dude, like, that thing looks a million bucks, and it's the first Chromebook's RGB keyboard or whatever. But I rarely get excited cool. about laptops, but you know, I like Chromebooks, so that got me a little more excited. And then I, I, I she read out the specs, and I'm like, she must be reading the specs from another laptop here. But then I checked online, and yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably, they probably let you boot Linux on an answer. So I guess the suicide Chromebook as well. Some some displays. Some oh, Pro Art Station, desktop for artists. Did not see. Pro Act oh, Pro Art Backpack, a backpack to carry you Pro Art Station. Oh, I didn't see that either. Stay creative on the go. Um. That I have. I have OLED Zen books. I guess, yeah. yeah. I don't know, they dropped a, a few things. But oh my God, it's impossible, it's even, so much stuff. Even they were like, they would have shown me anything I wanted, but they were very clearly excited about the, the one thing. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that's that. fair. Yeah. Anyway. Um, did, no. did you stop by a Samsung display this year? I no. stopped by the, uh, I wanted to see the new gaming monitor, the 49. So tell us. Uh, so yeah, there were there were several Samsung, di- and so I yeah, didn't go to the one you went to. We were going to talk about and you were going to talk about displays. Uh, well, Samsung display. Hey, different. Mostly mobile, I know, mobile, they, mostly they make, they make futuristic yeah. OLED, which we flexible screens and... A lot of which we saw last year, but I wasn't I was going to say, yeah, last year they... they they, had, they showcased the whole bunch, the rollable, the foldable, the, like a whole bunch of different technologies that I was hoping was going to go somewhere near the fold. Well, yes, it but did. In the LG rollable, we never got because LG was too chicken. No, no, no. I'm actually talking Samsung. <laughs> to Samsung. release it. So Samsung Tech actually last year showcased a whole bunch of different form factor displays right. that almost didn't show up anywhere. Well, they, they, so they make them and then, you know, they have to, a customer has to want to buy them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, right. and Samsung Electronics just feels, even Samsung Display, I feel like the story of Samsung for the past few years has been like, how do we save money? How do we make better margins? Absolutely. So like that's, we've had a very iterative couple years in foldables from them. And I, it, I asked Samsung Display several questions about how they engineer their panels. Always mentioned was, well, this is, this is less expensive. This is how we do this. This, yeah, is, this reduces it's, it's cost. A mar- it's a cost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get it. And it's a very expensive field because there's very, a lot of complicated engineering. The new things I saw, though, were the... Remember Motorola showed us the um, phone that starts out like a slab and then you push a button and it gets taller? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was so good. Samsung had a display at a version of that, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool. And then uh, a couple tablets that uh, do a little widey thing. And then a, I think TCL did this, too. Yeah, they did. The fold and roll with it. With oh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, there was the scroll that was... It, last year's de- demo when LG was showing it. So they had the scroll that was like the long one, but then they had the roll. Yeah. yeah. The, the TCL, yeah. This was a Samsung one that combined the uh, oh, roll, well, something rollable and well, then yeah. a foldable. So, like, it's crazy. That probably shouldn't come to market, but, like, it was it was fun to play I'm with. I'm still really butthurt that LG didn't make the rollable the final product. Same. Well, I, from, well, from what I've seen, I think it looked like they made it. They just never shipped it. That's my point. Like, yeah. why would you go through all this effort and not ship the thing? Even as a limited edition final run, we made a thousand. They're ten thousand dollars each. Buy them. I guarantee you, they would sell. Oh, they would God. probably sell, but it would be more expensive to support them over time, right? Because they have to support them. Su- no. They've said, I mean, they had to support the wing customers. Well, it was expensive that, enough. They, they, they could say an exception to this one. Like, it's, yeah. it comes with the software, it comes. Yeah, right. Uh, what, how do you call that in sales? What you see is what you get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Buy yeah. everywhere. I mean, it's true that, you know, this is something we didn't talk about. Yes, the LG Wing got a software update recently. <laughs> I need to pull mine out and update it. I need to take mine out too. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm never yeah. giving up that phone. So sad. Nobody's ever getting it because it's the final phone. So. I will say this, we've seen, for the most part, we're, we seem to be stuck in a form factor. It's that open book experience right now. Everything, companies will show us demos, they'll show us different pieces, but for the most part, we have either the fold form factor, 
we have the Opal, uh, the Fine End Two series uh, options that we got now, which is another, another book. Which is another, but but I, the the form factor essentially is the same thing. It opens, and you have the flip form factor, and that's it. We're stuck. Every other company that releases theirs. But I also this is where I, where I got excited last year when I saw all the different technologies from yeah. Samsung displays because there you're right the displays we see in other companies' phones are Samsung displays so you you have to appreciate that form factor but we want that movement four years of the same right now yeah we need that next level of yeah give me that rollable there was architectural issues with that I found from last year that why that that never picked up the one that expands sideways like the yeah. one we saw from uh, from LG and so on. The structural uh, construction behind the secondary display, although rigid to have in front, doesn't stand well over time with, uh, with, with pressing, pressing on it. Pressing on it. Yeah, so I believe it, it. That was the because it's it, it's it can't be as rigid as the main body of the phone. No, right. so it's it's it, there's a limitation where with most foldable we have a, a rigid construction. Actually, yeah, the, the the Samsung version of the one that did both the slideable and rollable. I think they call it the Flex Hybrid. Okay. Um, I was when, gonna say the flight the slide and roll. But when yes. you actually close it up, though, this thing was in a, like an armored box. Yeah. Like it, it looked like a thing. It looked like what the Think Phone should have looked like. It was like this aramid, hard edged, like black box, and you like you couldn't. And I, it protected the display very well. So it, yeah, makes so, sense. It, but it, but that's what I, I want to see more. That like, that technology we're seeing right now. Like, um, don't get me wrong. Like, oh, so what's the name of the company that made that watch? The, the, the oh my God, it was at IFA a couple years ago. When it was all display all the way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Nubia did Nubia that. did some. Yeah, so yeah. Nubia had a watch. Never seen a sequel to that. But although it wasn't very real, you know, protected very well, I, I liked that approach. I felt like we were finally moving forward because we're we're just stuck in a form factor right now. Yeah, and we're specific, especially in the U.S. Being yeah. because of the the. Um, among other things, the we're, Samsung Apple duopoly that we're losing, we're losing a lot. I mean, not the kind of segue to conversation, but you know, OnePlus Eleven not coming, not being launched. Oh, or, let's talk about that because we talked about it yesterday. We already had a bitch fest about it. I had a bitch fest about last week when the rumor was happening. We can have another bitch fest about it. I, doesn't have to be a bitch fest. I'm just, I'm very. No, I'm, I'm annoyed with it. This I'm is not how you launch a phone now. If you really want to get the OnePlus audience back on track and excited in North America, you don't pre-launch it in China like this. You messed it up last year. Don't do it again this year. Oh, we're going to do it again. Oh, it's one last month. Come on. It is confusing. For sure. I I feel like the... Like last year, I could, I, I could kind of justify it because we had the whole thing with COVID. I mean, CS last year obviously was nothing like what we have this year. And I understood partially why, because we were supposed to come over and they were supposed to actually show us the devices here. There was a whole thing, they set up the party, whatever, and then all of that kind of went out the door and then we, we kind of had last year. But I think to a certain point, OnePlus is in a certain, it's in an evolutionary process right now with the whole OPPO concept going on in there. OPPO wants to commit money, but then OnePlus is still also kind of discovering themselves. We don't have a pro, we're talking about an 11. We're also talking yeah, but about, it looks like it's gonna have all the specs. Oh no, absolutely! I don't think they skimped on on the on the pro experience, but launching it in China first, and also internationally launching it in India only, not having like they've done in the past, India, US, and UK at the same time. That's what got me confused. I'm like the approach of why we're doing. That. Do we know that it's only going to be available in India to start with, or China and India first? I, the the I way I understood it is China, right? 
Right now, on the 9th, it's available in China. And then after the 9th, all the way till the 7th, obviously, it's only there. And then on the 7th, it's globally. They refer to it as a global launch. So I was assuming... February 7th? February 7th, which, I mean... And we should be getting our units before that. But here's the thing. I'm happy about the fact that we're getting, you know, at least now it's less, it's a month, you know. But I just don't like the idea that OnePlus is... Really, OnePlus should be prioritizing the whole concept of, hey, why don't we like make this a North American brand, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, why why do we have to, like not necessarily North American, but a Western brand. Like somehow with the whole opification, you know, now they're doing things that Oppo are doing and Vivo are doing, yeah, which yeah. is launching in China first. And I yeah. get it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, Oppo is this is your chance to have Oppo with slightly different design in markets that are non-Oppo markets, right. why don't you prioritize those markets and actually yeah, yeah. give them the things they want? Like, to me, a North American flagship phone, not a folding phone, but a regular slab, right. should be a should be a, uh, a dual camera phone in the back. It should only really have, unless you want a telephoto, you know, you don't need all these extra lenses. You just need a good main camera, a good ultra-wide that maybe has autofocus for macro functionality. Bring, bring back the ultra-wide That's from the, from the 9 be, Pro. That's what it should be, you know? And, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, like nothing did it. So, you know, why can't we have OnePlus play in that league? OnePlus Really just... compete with Samsung and Apple on their turf by removing all these superfluous features, mm-hmm. focusing on good software, yeah. you know, yeah. bans from the markets, Good and design. If, if you were talking about any other company, I would say, but they, it's hard if you don't have carrier support, but OnePlus already has, they are already present on T-Mobile. They have that That's foot in point. the door. Yeah. And so why not? No, exactly. I'm saying you're right. Like it's, it's, then, it's confusing know, that they're not leveraging that. Make the price such that when you look at the spec sheet, uh, you know, Apple people are not going to look at the spec sheet, but if you look at a Samsung phone equivalent, you go like, oh, well, I'm going to buy the OnePlus because it's actually $100 cheaper and it's Pretty much there's no compromises mm-hmm. and I get better software and that's not happening. And so I'm worried it's still not going to happen the 11. I hope they can still course correct for the 12, but I'm kind of getting impatient. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand that, that Pete wanted to like opify the thing and it makes more sense logistically, cost wise, all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? Like focus on the markets. That's how you differentiate from Oppo. Like, so- one yeah, question I've been asking you could people. possibly build them on the same assembly line because they could have the same spot. Oh, no, no, absolutely. We already know that whatever display they use on the 11, or at least the way we've done it in the past, it's on, it's on the Oppo yeah. Find X6 Pro. It's already on, we already, that's the same exact display. I'm wondering if this is the approach of going with the 11 and not in the 11 Pro, meaning that we're probably going to be looking at maybe an ultra, maybe a higher end version down the road, which is what we haven't seen in the past yet. We've seen pros for them for the while. Last year, we didn't see a standard model. This year, we're getting standard naming, but still pro specs. Is it possible that maybe this is the year where they finally start bringing in some of that experimental Oppo technology? Like, I want to see the Find N2. I want to see the Find N2 in the States with with a US ROM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Global ROM. That's where that's. Those are the things I wanted to see the the benefits from that marriage relationship that we have. Right now, it seems like it's more, you know, Oppo's getting some, you know, we got Hasselblad over there, we got some of their experiences. We're getting obviously color arrest benefits on our side, but we're not getting that other Oppo goodness stuff. Like the N2 Flip is hopefully coming out soon. N2 I would Flip love Global, to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the things you want to put that in. I, I want to I want to have that reciprocal relationship come in. What I want to see yeah. is like, a, I want the OnePlus 11 to cost the same price as the OnePlus 10T did, 
but deliver the feature and the specs of the OnePlus 10 Pro. 16 gigs. That's what we need. That's what we need. On the 10T, that was crazy. That's what we need. And then it's gonna like you look at the spec sheet, it makes sense to buy the OnePlus. And more importantly, what we also need, and I think they're kind of missing the boat on, is you know, like now we're gonna get the specs from the Chinese model and we'll know for sure what's going on. Oh absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that out yet? Do we know does it have a one-inch sensor? No, 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 no. They went with a 50, 48, and a 32 portrait. 50 main, 48 ultra, 16 front, and 32 portrait. At least that's what I was able to see online. Okay, and, and the and portrait is like a 2X, non-stabilized, I don't, I don't, yeah, I haven't seen, because you kind of like we've seen the announcement before? for the most part and kind of like the Oppo 100 watt, 100 watt charging uh 5k sorry 5k 5000 milliampere and uh you know 4k not 4k 2k so i'm still no higher you know no, no 144 to 165 but it's a you know the agent 2 it's everything around the agent 2 kind of a thing what phone are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I fell I fell off during that avalanche of specs. What? Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> 11. 11. 11. Oh, so, the thing where you have to see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying like, yeah. now now that the review units are going to be available to journalists who have access to Chinese market devices, yeah. well, it's spoiling everything. It is. Like, we have the specs. It is. We know what to expect. We can look at the Chinese pricing and roughly deduce what the American pricing is going to be. Yeah. Unless they really surprise us. Yes. And then on top of that, you know, we're looking at... You know, as already, it's not. We, I was expecting that one inch sensor. I wanted the the nine eight nine. And, and I think I think everybody wants to see that. I had a chance to play with the uh, the Vivo nine, uh, the X nine Pro, and just to see the eight nine and the nine nine and the device is just crazy. I, I'm loving what Vivo's doing. The other side of BBK with the camera experiences. Vivo is very capable and very impressive. Very. Uh, yeah, they're they're doing some wild stuff. They're I, foldable. I, that Vivo X Fold was the so best I, fold of last year. I played with the uh, X90 Pro. Oh, yeah, this is not the plus. The Dimensity 9201, the rare unicorn of a phone. I have a photo here for the Patreons. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was really nice. I did that this morning for breakfast. Isn't that pretty red phone that they yeah. ruined by putting the dumb slogan on the back? Yeah, the slogan on font. the back that's really upsetting Richard Lai. Um, oh, hey, sweet. Yeah. Oh, you have it. <laughs> no, I don't have that one. That's the Pro Plus. Oh, you got the Pro Plus. You bought I don't it? have the Pro Plus. Extreme I imagination. I stole with an it from X. a friend for about 24 hours. And okay. He'll be hunting me more. Basically, Comic Sans. Yeah. Well, there it is. It looks very similar. This is a Pro Plus. But oh, you may want to take the case off so you can show the. the, the there's a. Oh, there's a case on. There is also a case on this oh, one. Oh, that is very confusing. My friend went. That all is quite the, the camera bump. But yeah, this is very similar to the Pro Non Plus. This has the Snapdragon 8. 8 Gen 2 yes, and the Pro has the Dimensity 9200. Yeah. I'm nonplussed by that. <laughs> Is there any difference in cameras? No. It, it, so it, that's it, nice that they went for the same. They went very similar, um, very different than what we saw last year with the 9000 and the Agent. But it's more about, I feel like, the. I remember Vivo when Vivo was all about stabilized gimbal experience. You can run with this phone and you can oh, do yeah. that. And, they, and then one year they just like, we woke up like, what? Where did Vivo come around? Like the camera experience. Um, for I, me, it started with the X50. So for me, I have X50 Pro. The, 50, the 70 Pro Plus for me has been my daily driver, camera, B-roll, camera, anything I shoot. I was literally covering the show with the X70 Pro Plus. So I was able to steal this. So this today would be my X, X90 Pro Plus. So I've gotten them all since the X50. Yeah. And 
sometimes they've sent me the, both the pro and the plus. Uh, and well, I'm like, oh! Well, our, our friend that you had, the, you saw the pro plus had the pro as well, So there's, which is also a 9200. So it looks like the, the standard 90, 90 pro are both 9200, and then the pro plus is uh, the HN2, yeah, right. which we'll see which so one comes to the As soon as there's a, a global launch of that phone, I will get a review in it, I basically, so. because they currently have the 80 pro, because they didn't do a pro plus, and God, Damn it, that is a good phone. If you're that listening, such a good I love phone. you. Sorry. Oh well, I got it. I got we love you, Vivo. Oh. Stop Please pandering to brands, TK. I got a, I got <laughs> a old relationship. I got a, you know. Vivo, if you're listening, <laughs> why aren't you here on the air with us? Yes, uh, we would love. So, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a, that's a phone that's here around at CS right now, and so I got to play with it. Very nice. What else? Oh, that techno phone. I'm getting a review in it, guys. So oh, good. Because I couldn't get <laughs> the techno phone with the, uh, the moving. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Cyclops. Yeah. So who, who the monocle. It doesn't work here, right? Uh, does it? I don't, I don't know. know. None I, of the I'll other techno know. phones work here. They don't well, have, have a front no, end. I have the previous, Wait, techno has other phones? I have, yeah, I have the previous techno phone. The Mondrian phone. The Mondrian. So the first time I've I have the non-Mondrian version of that, and it works with 4G. Oh, does it? Oh, you're the Latin American version. Correct. Probably. Yeah, I had the African one. It wouldn't even register on a network here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They probably yeah. whitelisted. It needs to be whitelisted. No, I think I was asking Finbar at MediaTek, and he speculated that they, they don't have the RF front end. At all? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Well, I got a chance to see the orange one from our same friend last night, and it actually looks pretty cool. I like yeah. the you know the, the approach to it, and it jumps in. The camera actually moves forward uh, ever so subtly. <laughs> I love a little trick. So we have, we have a special treat for you folks. Michael has to go, but yes. Nick Gray is coming. Nick, Magic what do you bring to the table? You, you told me about a couple of things yesterday that you're excited about. Yeah, uh, so I usually don't get excited about webcams because they're webcams, right? Everyone's got one built into their laptops, um, and they're just kind of a boring category. But Razer showed up, something kind of out of left field, with a 4K webcam that has a 1 over 1.2 inch sensor. So a real camera sensor, not a webcam sensor. This, this is like a high-end, super high-end smartphone Sony camera sensor. Oh wow, okay. Uh, 2.8 micron pixels. So this thing can like see in the dark. And a one f1.7 lens. Wow. The thing that got me when I walked into their demo space was you walk into the room, they have a t TV set up with, it was actually a large laptop set up, it was one of their Razer laptops set up with the webcam over it. And it was out of focus at first. I was like, oh, someone's thing is broken. But it has face tracking built in. And so it was out of focus because there was no face to focus on. And I walk up to the thing and it like Boom. pulls focus on my face and I'm like As you walk crystal clear, 4K. Uh, so at 4K, it's 24 FPS. Uh, it can go up to, I, I believe, 60 FPS at uh, 1080p. Okay. Um, so it, it's not going to do 120, but it's, it's a webcam. You'll, you're still streaming it to the internet. But it looked so good. And they're calling it a DSLR replacement for streamers who are using a DSLR setup with a multi-thousand dollar camera to record their face as they're doing you know, their game streaming sessions. Yeah. Yeah. And this is wow. $299. It's not thousands of dollars. It's $299. And I would never be excited about a webcam, but I'm excited about this webcam. 
well, K24 is the right, it's also the right resolution for I'm glad that finally somebody's making a webcam that they're taking the imaging experience seriously. Because yeah. that's honestly the biggest problem I find is like all these webcams are kind of like mediocre. And yet you can use like an old iPhone, like this 11 that I'm using to record here. And honestly, it's going to be a better experience, you know? And I do that a lot when I'm on video calls and stuff. I have an app that turns my smartphone into a webcam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, even then, people notice that the video is so much better. They're like, oh, you got a really good camera. I'm like, yeah, it's just my smartphone and it's pointing at me and I have it on a little tripod. And yeah, it's definitely better than whatever's built into your laptop. I mean, I believe it. Like, yeah. it can, it's got to be. Gotta but my be point is, like, I want Logitech and, like, I want the average webcam. You know, like, the maybe the slightly high-end ones, those yeah, 200 like dollars ones. Exactly. I want them to use real phone sensors. Yeah. Why is it that, this, like, every webcam made for any company seems to be basically some kind of ODM or OEM from China that uses some crappy webcam sensor same with you know dash cams are the same but who why can we not get a dash cam with an iphone 11 sensor in that's it? true i mean it's going to be the price but also the heat so i i wasn't aware of this that webcams pull out heat. but you run your smartphone for five minutes recording video and it, it heats up generating. this camera from razor heats up it actually has vents so it's a metal body yeah, and yeah. it has vents in the metal body for heat and I picked it up and it was warm to the touch and yeah, me, I granted it had been on for hours at that point um, but yeah I picked it up I was like oh this is warm but it is a metal body it's a nice finish to it and it actually has you know a lot of webcams have like a physical privacy shutter okay. on it this one looks like camera blade Lens oh, blades, and you, you twist it. Yeah, you yeah. twist it, and it's um, it's not magnetic. It's spring loaded. Yeah. So it like you twist it a little bit, and it pops shut, and then it pops back open. It feels really nice when you do it. I saw that. Uh, so um, I stopped by. I didn't see the camera, but I stopped by checking out their the Leviathan, the Leviathan, uh, their new speaker, the Sound Bar speaker Pro version. Yes. They just released that one. And they also had the Edge. They had the Razer Edge that we got a chance to check out uh, not that long ago, actually sitting on the shelf. Nobody could, I mean, no, they actually had people be able to play it. Yeah. There was an actual live demo. So that was exciting to see, which actually we could, starting today, we can technically talk about what we feel about it. Oh, well, let's do that. I would probably say the quick, short, uh, I would say the two minute thing would be is amazing construction, amazing build. Uh, cooling system set up correctly, which is what we want in a portable, and also the ability of using it as a tablet or as a gaming uh, gaming experience on the go. Now it will be on Verizon, which is going to be one of the main features, and it supports like when when we were there, when they did a speed test, and there was like ridiculous numbers. But it's Verizon. As long as you have direct line of sight and UW, so it has ultra wideband. It has ultra wideband. As long as you, yeah, as long as you can. You can muster finding a place where you can sit for as long as you're sitting on a street corner playing your games on yeah, your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Or at that cafe right down the street from the tower. Um, is that it? No, this is not it. And so right next to Razer, yeah, yeah, is another brand that nobody's heard of. It's a Chinese brand. I can't even remember their name, but they just released their version of it, and I'm going to show this Patreons. to the Patreons. Um, it's similar to Razer's, but the controllers snap onto the sides magnetically. Like it, the fit and finish of this is better than Razor's. Mm -hmm. 
this is a company I've never seen before. And I, I forgive me for not knowing the name. I'm going to look it up in a second uh, because I had a, it's on my calendar. Uh, but the the two sides, so it's more it's more like a switch than yeah, razors yeah, yeah, is. Absolutely. Um, and the two controllers, then when you take them apart, they snap together to make a mini controller. Mini controller, yeah. Um, and then it has three cameras on the back for tracking because you can put it inside a VR headset and it has and becomes a VR oh, headset. Oh, cool! Wow, transformer. Um, so it's nice. a transformer device. It's going to be. Three ninety nine available late Q one, um, and the brand is. Hold on a second. Um, take my money. Is it, is that the name of the brand? Take take my money. Absolutely. Take okay, my money. Hold on a second because it's past my calendar appointment and I can't see past calendar appointments at this point. Um, Pimax, the Pimax portal. Pimax. Pimax. P i e m a x. P i m at P i m just P i yeah P i m a x. And they're, they're right next to the Razer booth, right next door to them. And they, they typically do VR headsets. Yeah. And that's what they do. Oh, okay. So that's where they're coming from. That's where they're coming from. So their expertise is VR headsets and VR tracking. But then they said, hey, how about this portable device? And let's make it a portable gaming device and add the VR integration on that. And it looked super cool. It's still, the software wasn't as clean cut as Razer's was. I was Razor, about Razor, Razor's des- definitely crazy has the good. advantage. They're still looking at Google Play certification. They don't they don't know who to talk to for Google Play certification. Well, the rough street, Google's in the middle. They, they don't have a contact. Let's put it at that. Uh, so again, it's one of those Chinese brands that has this great idea, but a they product. Don't know, yeah. they, they really don't know how to bring it to market, but the fit and finish of this was amazing. The buttons felt and really good. Basically, run Android on them. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's running Android. It has the gaming UI on top of it, so you know the gaming launcher and stuff like that. So uh, I, it was out of left field for me. I was not expecting this. Uh, and, and they this emailed thing, me. They emailed me and said, "Hey, you want to come by?" And I looked at the press release. Like, this looks dope. Uh, the di- design is great. And afterwards, we'll, I'll show you guys a little bit more. But it, it looked really cool. It's, it's always fun to be surprised by a product that wasn't even on your radar. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. TK, Sir. do you want to tell the world about, I mean, if you have a, something you don't want to talk about, it, but I'd love to hear it. Maybe something we haven't covered yet, but I was going to talk about John Deere because you and I we just, came, just we literally came just walked there. off of John Deere's floor. And I feel like, you know, I mean, I'm not a farmer. I've, I've done some Deere stuff before where they've taken me to a farm to show me all the tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. And, and it's kind of hard to be a tech person and not get excited about what, the, what they're doing. The tech that they're trying to push for is really like crazy accurate tech. Like, yeah, like they're, know, using, money saving, they're uh, using cameras and machine vision AI to, like right now the, the big innovation they showed at this um, event was that their, their planter, which is the thing that gets pulled behind a tractor to plant seeds. Right now these things can do a thousand seeds a second uh, 12 miles an hour, multiple rows, and um, what they've improved on that is that the seed after it gets planted gets sprayed individually with fertilizer, whereas before it was a continuous spray down the, kind of the trough where and the they're seed. Just spraying so the they're, dirt. they're not, yeah, yeah and they're, that's encouraging weeds to grow in that area. Oh, so and, now and they're able to save, yeah. save a fertilizer, they're able to be more precise and potentially have less weeds. 
but there's a demo at their booth. You gotta gotta see it because when you see how quickly, like you could, they have a single roll machine just throwing the at twelve miles an hour, you know, throwing the actual um, seeds out. seeds in there, and then spraying right after you, like you know, throw spray, throw spray. But imagine this, like, mm-hmm. and then when they turn off the when they go with the old mode where it's continuously spraying, you can see this happening, and this is just steady, yeah, and it's just wasting. Yeah, yeah, apparently, they're saving sixty percent of the fertilizer. So imagine if you have a really large farm, you'd probably save a lot. Um, and it's not the only thing. Like they have obviously in the past, they've shown us their autonomous tractors that can plow fields autonomously. Yeah. They've had you know uh, some uh, some of their machine visions in their combines to adjust all the settings of the combine to get the best yield or the best quality uh, corn in the hopper, mm-hmm. so that you know they get uh, they can sell at a higher price, stuff like that. And they're all using computer vision. Yeah, yeah. Their UIs on their displays on the, inside the cabs of the. The machines are 3D now, rendered by 3D Cameras. game engines. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of insane to see that technology. Tech, tech, and tech and farming equipment, which you you typically you think don't so, think about. Yeah, you think it's just basically plowing it with old machinery. Yeah. One of the things I like about this is, you know, yes, the farmers save money because they're using less fertilizer. It's better for the environment. It's, and I was gonna say, better for the environment, not for the fact of we're not just putting more fertilizer on things when we don't need it, but. One of the major complaints for pollution is fertilizer runoff into our waterways, which leads to the algae blooms in the lakes and the rivers. I live in Cleveland in Ohio in Lake Erie. There are certain days where they close off the beach because of the algae blooms, which is caused by runoff of fertilizer from the farmlands. It just runs down the rivers, it hits the lake, the sun's beating down on it, and the algae in the lake just grows up and and becomes toxic. (laughs) It's not safe to swim in. So for me, I'm like, I want to go to the beach more. So we need more technology like this where it's not, let's overspray everything just to make sure we're giving coverage. Let's, Let's actually spray what we need to spray and not pollute our waterways with yeah, excess 60%, fertilizer. 60% less usage of that product that's involved yeah. is the savings. I mean, like, as you said, ecologically, uh, just from, from experiences, like I would have never known that. Yeah. That's something I never think of. I'm thinking of it that they're, for me, is now they're using the same quantity of fertilizer, but they're covering more territory. They're not having to buy as yeah. much. Uh, but then you're right, you know, runoff and concerns, you know, ecological issues. They were also showcasing some of their new technologies with uh, EV tech. We're trying to jump into, into having a construction site close to you in your home, but not having that massive engine world. Yeah, yeah. All the different things I mean, going on. You still had because you're still digging, but you won't the get generators. At running. least the you won't get yeah. the diesel motor running. Yeah, All the hydraulics are run by a actually, pump now. Yeah, I've actually watched a video recently about some areas in Germany where they're requiring their heavy machinery to be electrified. And so they're doing construction in the city and in Germany uh, in the afternoon hours for the siesta time, they would be required to turn off the machines between two and four o'clock and not not do construction in the city if you're in a residential neighborhood. But the the video was about, um, and the technology is the same, it's not the John Deere stuff, but the technology is the same of, they were able to run it in the afternoons because there's no generator sound, uh, you know, just, creating noise pollution in Absolutely. the city. But it's, that's some of the stuff, like the exciting yeah. stuff. And we got a chance, and I got a chance to find it yeah. on one of those. So you know, it's good. not just about like the tablets and the phones and the gaming laptops and, and the yogas the, and you all know, that. And even the webcams, there's so much 
cool stuff to see and we're we're barely scratching the surface everywhere we go and it's hard because of that this and again one. like you know we barely talked about cars last night with you nick yeah and we didn't talk about cars today i mean uh, i believe the dodge ram pickup truck was announced today at two o'clock so i haven't even looked at it um what else uh mercedes announced finally officially their charging network and oh. they also announced their own charging network starting in the US, oh, okay, open to other cars. Of course. Um, they also announced that their ADAS system, the level two, will do what autopilot can do with enhanced autopilot, or oh, yes. the uh, navigate on autopilot, the equivalent of that. So where it will go to another freeway, take the exits for you automatically, does the lane change automatically. As we do. Um, not just with the blinker like we have as an option. So they are actually pretty much right behind Tesla here. Other than, of course, FSD, but I don't believe FSD is ready, so I'm not. No, I, I, mean, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I, I play with it, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like anxious the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you know, the point is, CS is there's so much here, yeah. like VR headsets from Chinese companies that are not VR headset but are like you know, gaming consoles. Yeah. So it's like cool. It so we should wrap up. Do you want to each tell the world where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on the web anywhere. Actually, just look for TK Bay. Uh, I would have probably said let the beard guide you, but I, the beard is a little bit shorter for the for the uh, Patreon. But uh, TK Bay on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Twitter, and uh, hopefully TikTok at some point. I'll be a star. And Nick, tell the world where they can find you. The if you want me personally, you can find me at Nick M Gray, or else all of my coverage for CES and all the other great things throughout the year on Fandroid.com or YouTube.com slash Fandroid and Fandroids on TikTok and Instagram. You're doing TikToks now? I'm madness. Madness. Uh, madness. He's doing the dances and everything. I am doing the dances, you especially are? here okay, at now CES. now I need to see this. <laughs> no, I do not dance. I do not dance. <laughs> Nick can dance. That's the other side. Sorry. Michael Fisher left us, but Michael Fisher's handles are the Mr. Mobile on Twitter and on Instagram, and also go to his YouTube channel. Uh, it's Mr. Mobile Michael Fisher on uh, YouTube. So check that out. Uh, you know where to find me on the internet. I'm a tank girl. That's TNKGRL. Like the comic book character, drop the vowels, and you get my Twitter handle and my Instagram. And that's how you can find me if you want to chat with all three, four, if you include Michael, of us. Twitter is probably the best way to go for better or for worse right now. But you can also comment on the YouTube channel, which I'll mention in a second. Uh, my Instagram is all about pictures taken with phones, of cars, of other phones, of tech, of food, of travel, whatever it might might be. So. Uh, check that out. And uh, the podcast is at mobiletechpodcast.com. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, everywhere good podcasts can be found. If you can rate or view the show on your app, please consider doing that. The YouTube channels are at youtube.com slash mobiletechpodcast and youtube.com slash mobiletechmore. You know how that works. You know how to like, subscribe, tell your friends, click the little notification bell, and of course the commenting that I mentioned. Comment about the podcast, comment about the videos. And um, yeah, Patreon, I mentioned it earlier in the show, patreon.com slash tankgirl, that's patreon.com slash tnkgrl. There's a bunch of perks there. One of them is joining our Discord server and chatting with me. There's also even a tier for you to have a, a call with me once a month if you want a video call and discuss tech. We are also, um, you know, available as a video podcast, which is great. So if you want to see this podcast ahead of time, it comes out a day or two before the audio version. But 
on video where we can show you some stuff and it's a little less edited, a little more raw. Patreon's your vehicle. So if you want to help me out, consider joining Patreon and making a contribution every month. That would really help us, help me, my producer, and everybody kind of like maintain the show. And if you can't do Patreon or don't want to, I get it. It's cool. There is a PayPal link in the show notes you can click through, make a donation, and help that way. So consider all these things. Um, a quick uh, shout out to uh, Audible, our sponsor. Audible's been with the show for a really long time and they're awesome. If you like reading books, but you don't want to actually read them, but listen to them instead, maybe again, you know, your eyes are tired at the end of the day. That's what happens to me. I don't want to see another screen. I've looked at my computer all day. And you love reading, but it's just too much, like too much. So Audible has this incredible platform of audiobooks, like the number one platform. They have a ton of selection. Like you can basically get long form, short form. There's some podcasts even that are exclusive to the platform. And you know, some books are read by the authors. So it's just a great platform to support. Audibletrial.com slash mobile tech is the URL where you can go to sign up for Audible. You get a 30 day free trial. You get to keep a book at the end, whether you stay or not. But I think when you try it out, you'll stick around. Pretty much everybody you know who signed up for Audible became a member and stick, stuck around long term. So consider uh, helping me out and helping Audible out by joining uh, Audible, audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Thanks again to Audible for being my sponsor and thanks again to Michael Fisher for being my guest and for TK and Nick for being my guests again, you, two days in a row. Two days in a row. And TK, you've been on the show many times. Many, many times. No, I know. Thank thanks, you very guys. much for having us. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Stay tuned, folks. We'll have another show next week for sure. And uh, until then, cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.